0: Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that it's not like sitting concerts or whatever you call it. Uh, oh, right. In yeah. October. We actually, but actually last October, we played uh, a show for like, I think it was like 300, uh, 300 people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were our friends. It was, it was in Copenhagen. Um, but yeah 300 people uh 350 or something but that was actually really cool because <laughs> everyone were sitting down but they were still headbanging and i th- i think i saw one try like one person trying to crowd surf <laughs> on top of his friends <laughs> well like while they were sitting down it's like <laughs> it, was, it was like so fucking cool um but people people were like Hit banging sitting down, so it looked like fucking Viking ships people were rowing. It was like so badass. (laughs)
1: Andreas of Siamese, you're stopping by today. You got back to me within like 24 hours, which is really cool, dude. I appreciate you coming on. Um, this is this no is problem, pretty rad. Man. This is pretty rad. Where is Siamese located? Are you guys like kind of like within the same area?
0: Yeah, we are in uh, Copenhagen, Denmark.
1: Okay, and that's where you all mostly grew up throughout the years and such. Ah, uh, we grew up.
0: Well, Denmark is really small, so uh, we all grew up. Um, yeah, just uh, in Shiland, there's like is a lot of islands, uh, Denmark. Um, and we all, all grew up like within four hours of each other, I think. Oh, that's fascinating. It's a small country. <laughs> it's very really small country. But think- um, yeah, so everything is basically pretty close within like four or five hours.
1: I had yeah. other guests on the show um, from Australia. Uh, Tristan from mm-hmm. Waxflower, I have guests from... Um russia totally from wild ways i had um okay my friend john Howe from the uk uh he lives he Hi. used to live in the uk but now he lives in la so mm. um those scenes seem to be in my opinion a lot closer together than some of the states like within the usa because the usa is so massive um yeah how how was growing up in the scene as a local musician um with like you know the scene that you grew up in because I'm sure I had to be, like, it, so it was, small. It, it was
0: so weird because everyone kind of knew who each other was. Yeah. Because, like, I think um, being, I guess you would call it an emo kid in uh, in, in Denmark, um, it was just, I think it was, like, a couple of hundred people, and that was, like, the entire country. So everyone came to Copenhagen to see the same shows every time. And I think there was some sort of social media like a different platform back then so everyone was kind of like finding each other and everyone just met up at yeah whatever yeah. the, the when, whenever uh, an american band uh, would come to copenhagen and play so it was um yeah it was cool That's um so
1: wow so like your but MySpace... it was just
0: like like a village that kind of gathered <laughs> uh <laughs> every once in a while so
1: so like your myspace top like 10 friends yeah like my the the, MySpace area yeah find me on MySpace. <laughs> all your top friends are like the same friends yeah. everybody's got the same group of friends that's wild the dude. same the same
0: haircut and the same uh, <laughs> fucking clothes and all that stuff
1: <laughs> because out in the u.s man like they're like jersey Jer- uh, new jersey and philadelphia and pennsylvania like the inner cities yeah. usually have really good scenes chicago is also another one that has a really good yeah, scene yeah. but there's so many of us it's very oversaturated so yeah, I feel like that's like just a whole different support system. Like I, I think that's great that those countries, uh, especially in Denmark, like like you were saying, that everybody really comes together and just you know throws on really good shows and everybody plays with a, everybody and everybody's like has yeah. been in bands with one another and such. So that's pretty rad. It's it's pretty cool because
0: when it's such a small country, like everyone um. There's actually a, quite a few um, like Screamo or like that emo genre. Um, there was a, quite a few bands actually um, that, that kind of started um, around the same time. And yeah, it's just everyone kind of hung out together because they had something in common. And yeah, it was just funny because everyone like in their home, like small hometown, I guess people felt like they were the only one who listened to that kind of music, and then all of a sudden, there's like a whole community in in Copenhagen, where kind like people just oh oh, there's actually someone else here that likes the same music as me. So that was kind of cool.
1: Yeah, that's a really great like opportunity for everybody to get a chance to play with one another. And Siamese, uh, the band, has been around for quite some time. So. Um... But you guys were originally called Siam- Siamese fighting fish. What what yeah. made you change the name? <laughs> that's pretty cool. You talk about it often in some of the interviews I see, but like for the viewers that don't know much of Siamese right now, it's like that's interesting um, why the name changed.
0: It was a th- Siamese fighting fish it was, it was just a shitty name to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it was just long and difficult.
1: <laughs> um, but
0: but to uh, to be fair like Siamese Fighting Fish actually uh, existed before I joined the band 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was some kind of metaphor for the music or whatever. It's actually some kind of species of fish. I, I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it was some some kind of symbolism or metaphor for the music, uh, I think they, they told me. Um, but everyone, um, all of our friends and everyone that listens uh, to, to the band, they were just... They would just say, "Oh, Siamese is playing." So, I think we were at Roskilde Festival. That's like one of the big festivals here in Denmark and uh, or in Europe, actually. Uh, we were just really drunk one night, and we were just standing together and uh, we were like, "Why don't we just call the band Siamese instead?" That's way easier, and everyone that knows us just calls us, calls us Siamese. So, right. that was, uh, yeah, we
1: just changed it. Hell yeah! No, it sounds great, dude. I mean, and especially like with the production quality that has been uh, coming out over the years, dude. Like, and we can get into more oh, depth with that. Like the re- recent releases with like um, your singles with uh, featuring Drew from Straight from mm-hmm. the Path was a banger, dude. um I Are those? Are those? I'm sure those uh, featured vocalists like him are were still to this day are huge influences of the band itself. So it must have been so refreshing to be like, oh, dude, we got him on track. This is so tight, like.
0: Yeah, well, it, it was kind of funny because I think I, I kind of got into Stray From The Path uh, a couple of months before um, we we invited invited Drew on, on the track. And, uh, yeah, it was just, I, I wouldn't say I was a huge fan, but I definitely became a big fan, like, just before, um, like, just before we, we got them on the tracks, so... It wasn't. I wouldn't say it was like a childhood dream or anything, but it was definitely like uh, one of our peers or some, 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 someone that we really looked up to. I think. And uh, yeah, it's just really cool that you could just ask and people will actually sometimes say yes.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, you even got Dayseeker yeah. to come on too, dude like a yeah. huge vocalist and a lot of people we were talking yeah. earlier off record like not a lot of people know Dayseeker which is surprising so um, I He's, think he has a to... great
0: fucking voice Rory like oh, he, his his vocals are so good yeah. so yeah I, it, it's situation? just it's um, yeah we just uh, uh, Misa our, our singer he just I think he just wrote him and uh, he was just uh, open to uh, like we just sent him the track and here's uh like, if they want to write their own lyrics or their own um, melodies or whatever, they they can do that. Or with, with, with Drew on Home, um, he actually wrote his own verse and uh, we kind of collaborated on a few lyrics. Um, and with Rory, he was just like, guys, it sounds great. Uh, let me just sing what you wrote. Um, so it's kind of been a little bit uh, different from each song, but... Um, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it's really cool
1: That's so that they wanted to cool, do. So. Yeah, because they're, they're like, I mean, I think these bands are game changers. I mean, straight from the path has been around for a while. Um, yeah. But with Dayseeker coming up um, through, you know, into the mainstream in a sense, it's great to have him as a feature for Siamese because I think that just opens up more doors for possibilities of having mm. the band come to the United States and yeah. tour that.
0: And it it wasn't
1: like
0: I, I guess there's some some kind of like marketing move in like doing features, mm. but it's we wouldn't do it if they didn't add something to the song. If it didn't make the song better, um, we wouldn't do it like it has to add something new to the song. And I think uh, Drew and Rory definitely definitely did that on those two songs. So um, yeah, to be totally honest, yeah, it is a bit of a it, it it is definitely good marketing when there's a bigger band on your song, but it was for me, it, at least for me, it was definitely um, more about the song. Like they actually added something really cool uh, to to those songs. So yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, I I and this is I'm gonna say this right now for the record, so that um when it happens i can say that i was right but i think siamese is going to be one of those bands that is going to be touring with those bands and such like bring me the horizon and all that shit like i, I just see it dude. that would be fucking great
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we really uh we really hyped that we're actually going on
0: tour with uh slaves um this yeah. fall yeah and yeah october right i think yeah yeah and uh yeah we're just really excited about that but uh, yeah, bring me the Horizon, that would be pretty cool too.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of in the but, same realm of sound for sure.
0: Yeah, so. but I think we've we've been uh, definitely been like that's one of the bands that we definitely have been influenced by uh, for for quite some time, and I think yeah, and and it kind of came natural to us at the same time, like doing that sample based rock music because that's just me as a producer, I guess. Yeah. Um, and listening to Linkin Park and all that stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and like films, like movie scores and all that stuff, like the theatrical, but still like I listened to, I got really into dubstep and drum and bass and all that stuff uh, like 10 years ago. So there's definitely been uh, an element when we we made the music we started writing together.
1: How do you, um, where do you pull inspiration from? Is it musically? Is it a situation when it comes to your, like, writing process in general?
0: Um, like, when we started, with, I joined the band with our old violinist, actually, Jonas. And there was uh, our singer's uh, idea to to have a fiddler, I guess you would call it. <laughs> mm. uh, a guy that played the violin. Um, just to kind of, we, we were kind of, like inspired by a system of a down and like lots of different weird stuff uh, 10 years ago. And our process back then would be like to sit in a circle in the rehearsal room and just argue for months and some kind of album would emerge from that. Um, And then we started like finding out like who's good at what in this band. And gradually it's just been now it's just Mirsa and me actually just writing the songs because we have some we we had ten years uh, to to learn how to write together and um, it just works really well I, I think we write better and better like more and more like better and better songs
1: yeah and, I, um, yeah adding the violin in itself is just like another element of of um of a difference that sticks out too and it just brings like another yeah sound to the to the songs that you probably wouldn't you know see as often I mean we know like Yellow Card is one of those big ones that used to do it yeah um, but that no, was it, it's a, a great it's
0: inspiration but uh, I think it took like three albums for us to, to figure out how to, <laughs> like for the violin to find its place in the music. And we had some pretty heated discussions <laughs> during those <laughs> uh, three first albums because it's, it's like having uh, a second uh, front singer mm. the way we used it at least because it's like just solo violin. And it was just, back then it was like, do we have that expression, too many chefs in the kitchen?
1: Right. yeah Yeah. cooking cooking the same recipe yeah
0: yeah but it's just like if every if say you're five guys and the five like everyone gets their way all the time then you're gonna end up with parts that have like five melodies all the time it'll just become a mess (laughs) (laughs) so it's and we didn't have uh we, we we had producers but they're more like engineers uh, so I think uh, gradually, like during the last 10 years, I more and more like took the producer role and songwriter role because that's what I, what I do for a living anyways. So,
1: yeah. And, and um... uh, it's it
0: just, I, I think we have a really cool uh, process now where it's just, Yessa and me will just go away and uh, write a bunch of songs and then introduce the other guys uh, later on. And they, if they have something to add or some changes, whatever, like some better ideas, then we'll do that. Yeah,
1: I really like that process too. I think it's fantastic that you as well are the main producer behind everything too, although you do it for a living, mm. but to you know work on that with your music. There's a few bands I know out there that do do that. There's a band called Abandoned by Bears. They're like an easy core uh, pop punk band from Sweden. And yeah. their producer... Um, he, dude, he's just so well rounded. And I asked him like, um, when they toured the U.S. and we played a show together, I was like, "Do you guys think they're gonna go to like another producer or some sort?" He's like, "Oh no, like if we if we can make it work as it is right now. Like, why would we go anywhere else?" I'm like, "No, that makes sense. Yeah, that's interesting. I yeah. just don't. It's very rare that I see bands that like do a lot of all DIY. Kind of like Our Last Night. Our Last Night definitely does all DIY too.
0: Yeah." but it's it's kind of like we're just used to doing stuff ourselves um yeah and uh we we yes our front singer he's he's the manager for the band so he's actually a, he's a great businessman and he's actually actually a manager for like fifteen other bands like he's the guy in like for danish metal mm-hmm. he's the he's he's the dude
1: <laughs> okay so
0: so he's like managing all the like all the the gent or middle like young metal bands, uh, or established metal bands in Denmark. Uh, so it we we kind of have our own production house in
1: some way. Musicians take notes if you're listening and watching it <laughs> because you're doing um, it right.
0: But we we spent like 15 years uh developing that. Um, yeah, it does
1: definitely take but, some time, it doesn't happen overnight, but. That's fantastic. Yeah, That's but it's it's
0: really it. really cool that uh, if if you can get it to work, uh, yeah, then then you're in a really good position. Um, but yeah, it's just I'm gonna say some, something controversial, uh, in, like in in band uh, world here. Uh, it's just like speaking of the, the the process and all that stuff. It's just it's not always a good thing, to, like de- democracy in a creative process, it's not always a good thing. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> I like that's that what pick.
0: learned like in, in the, 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 the first albums. Um, it's, it's, that's that's like, if it, if it's a good producer, he will know what to kind of, are you playing that because it's fun or because it actually serves the song or the part? Hmm. It's, it's, it's hard to uh, recognize the difference sometimes. Especially if you're a guitarist or a musician that wants to play something that that's really cool.
1: Yeah, and the, and, the, and your bandmates also have that trust factor of letting yeah. you and your vocalist sit in the basement, locking yourselves in, write these songs, come back out if they have other little things to add to them. Like, yeah, we great. try to
0: try to write the like cool drum fills and whatever, like whatever we can, but um yeah we started actually recording real drums again because that like I think the last two albums we didn't have real drums that was like programmed drums Mm -hmm. and I'm so glad that we actually got in the studio and got uh Joachim our drummer it 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 just adds something I think it was because everyone started to do that like uh programmed drums uh gent yeah it's like there's a there's, uh, there's, there's something about it uh, like the budgets and all that stuff too, uh, because it's just way cheaper to to just program drums and it actually sounds really good now uh, with the t- technology. But he's he's a great drummer, so um, yeah, it just adds uh, a bit of more uh, a, more of a performance, I guess, or some some more life. Yeah, so.
1: absolutely. And I see bands too, or uh, producers. Uh, they when they take live drums, then they just take the sa- they they record the drums and then they just replace it with samples for mm. the presets that they have too. That's also another thing. But it still sounds really real. Um, yeah, but totally. obviously it's not. Yeah,
0: it's just programmed drums. It's like MIDI keyboard. Like put this kick here, snare here, for two albums. And uh, I think it's really. Uh, it was a good decision that we got uh, our drummer back into the studio uh because he 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 plays it differently uh than you would program it i yeah, guess
1: especially if he's doing ghost notes and he's doing yeah. different like frequencies with like how hard he's actually hitting the kit yeah. with yeah. the symbols in, in itself yeah you're absolutely right
0: but if your drummer isn't good sometimes it's better to just program <laughs> that shit <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have to play well man you have to play well I know. I I've talked to a... I'm glad we have a good drummer. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I think I, I'm just glad you guys are a really good band. But I I've talked to producers too and it's it's I, I do feel bad when they do have musicians that come in and they they're not prepared and they do the professional thing and they, they put in um they do put in program drums and such and sample them over, which is fine, but artists should really be prepared before going to the studio.
0: Yeah. It's, it's and it's weird going to like if you I think you kind of like uh, hype yourself up a little bit too much sometimes. If you like get the most expensive, biggest studio, you can get to, and sometimes like you like your performance won't be as good as the fucking demo guitars or the especially vocals. I think mm. with vocals, that's really important. Uh, I've written a lot of like songs, uh, especially like pop songs, where we ended up uh using the demo vocals because the the singer was like hung over or had a uh, heartbreak uh, that day or whatever just felt more honest and that's uh yeah it's just it happens often you know
1: yeah it's we're all humans it's not we're not perfect but it's, it's just, just like just... it's all about the
0: performance you can always like uh you know correct a little pitch or timing or whatever is for me it's definitely about. Uh, the performance and the honesty in in the deliverance i guess
1: yep and then if they have creative ideas the one creative idea i really liked about um, siamese is when you use gwen stefani's sample of bananas bananas <laughs> that's oh, really yeah. cool dude that's tight i was like i didn't expect that it was like kind of like thrown in a left field i was like oh this is fucking dope like gwen it Stefani was so weird pick. with
0: that song i think we rewrote that song like 10 times and i think it was like uh an accident that we i was I think it was just I I need to listen to some other music, and I think Hollaback Girl was just on my playlist, uh, and I just clicked that song, and it's like, Mirsaar yes, singer who is just like humming that melody or that chant, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like that's that's kind of funny actually, <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, ended up just using that, and it just fits so well uh, with we thought, and uh, it was like kind of fun and
1: yeah, yeah different it sticks out I don't, are you are you guys fans of no doubt like her first band yeah totally, totally yeah yeah good songs yeah they were like one of the original fucking punk rock bands and warp tour did like a yeah totally yeah, yeah. like they they kind of like they were the best around honestly <laughs> and then she yeah. just went solo dude i was like okay i still love your music but i just missed it now yeah.
0: for sure yeah. it's just good songs but uh yeah there was definitely uh I think we did it a couple of other times, like sam- sampled stuff, um, or maybe I'm thinking about our uh, the weekend cover. Or we, we did a couple of covers.
1: Oh, I gotta uh, check that out. I definitely missed that one.
0: Okay, uh, we did a cover of uh, Party Monster, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, there's something about like I, I, I grew up, I, I started playing guitar uh, when I was seven, but I got into it uh, when I discovered Blink 182. And, like, pop-punk and all that stuff. And it was just, like, it's just good pop songs. And uh, just has that energy. So if there's, like, a good pop song that's not in that genre, it just fits so well uh, when it has, like, up-tempo drums and fast guitars. It's just really uh, does something cool. Yeah,
1: you know? you're basically on the borderline of being experimental, too. like, But not nothing, like, out-of-this-world experimental, like how Ander Shikari is with their music, Mm. but you guys definitely have that realm of element with experimentation. Yeah,
0: we we try to because um, I think we're a bit afraid to be too like, or we sort of dark middle, like, (laughs) too. I think we're not into that. Um, We we definitely made a lot of really hard, crazy, weird uh, songs, but we always try to do something like a little bit different not that we succeeded all the time but i think uh we had like some some different stages or like uh yeah different phases where like we got really into r and and then uh yeah everything had to be like funky and like we tried to like, oh, it has to be heavy, but still sexy, or
1: yeah, yeah, fuck, yeah,
0: and then we kind of overdid that, and then we got into something else and overdid that, and I think we're finally after ten after ten years, uh not overdoing anything anymore, like we've been through those phases, and um, like, okay, now now we we we're gonna not be too funk or too. This and that,
1: yeah. And then it goes back to saying like, there's not many, there's not too many hands, or there's not too many chefs in the kitchen. It's very, uh, it's very, it's very, it's written very well and structure-wise. So that way, the the fundamentals of the song is there mm. before presenting it to the rest of the band and such, which is I yeah, think super the, healthy.
0: and the cool thing, like we, uh, we I think we spent two years so far on this new album.
1: Wow.
0: Um how th- many
1: songs did you throw away? <laughs> you know, like
0: I've I've written yesterday I made uh it is called Siamese 2019 Riff 1234.
1: 3 four. <laughs>
0: uh, I, I was on 102 yesterday.
1: Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, so, and insane. there was a
0: there's a lot of shit. That,
1: that's a lot <laughs> of a,
0: um there's but it's like it's is everything from just an idea. what if we just uh, do an acapella chorus with a vocoder or something like or string arrangements it could be everything from that or a riff to a finished song Mm. i think home was the first song where where we were like yeah that's cool that's new that's the new siamese and that was number 20 in those oh sessions. those
1: riffs uh, those the
0: Siamese riff 20 my god <laughs> Um, I was about to say the, the other band members like I think we all know what it's not supposed to sound like Um, it just has to sound new and that just takes time mm. I
1: can say oh like I can comp them with all of these bands but like I do know. they kind of sound the same not really like I think the range in vocals is the only comparison that you can really make because the, the higher tenor is there for sure yeah
0: yeah but so so that that's why it's it's been taking so long to uh but we released our last album in 2019 so it's actually it's not that long ago but we we're just used to writing really fast uh we we're pretty good at writing like strong choruses now that's kind of our thing
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um and doing like hooks and stuff, but it's just, I, we can't do that R and B stuff anymore. It has to be more impressive, more dramatic, more, uh, yeah, something. Um, so that, that's why like we really challenging ourselves uh, ourselves on this, um, coming album and, uh, yeah, you just have to throw a lot of stuff away. We we
1: did at, uh, at least. Um, do you think of like concept albums? Does that ever in the back of your head for Siamese like having a concept album? I think of
0: concept songs. That's how mm. I think uh, very often. Um, I have like a sheet or a a note on on my phone or like oh it would be cool to do this because I heard it in like a dubstep song or uh, a pop song or whatever. Oh, it'd be cool to do the rock, the rock version of that for mm. a breakdown or whatever but uh some and sometimes it's just a melody um we still jam we're actually pretty when we when we just jam on the piano or with the guitar uh me and me we're just uh usually something cool comes out but it's usually really pop <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes it's better for me to just you know write a big Chorus with like all the heavy guitars and the orchestra stuff, and he was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's a really cool vibe." I'll and we'll we'll just uh write write a a melody over it, like because the the, the whole atmosphere and the 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 vibe is there.
1: Yeah, oh, a hundred percent. No, it, it it definitely has a good atmosphere for sure.
0: I think the the chorus for home uh, I wrote it like that, and then we we're like uh we were kind of having trouble with finding the melody for uh for the chorus and then we just took it down on the piano and wrote it like a ballad (laughs) so
1: oh shit okay
0: yeah um because we just had those four chords and then like just play around on the piano play some pretty melodies and stuff and like oh yeah that's
1: yeah, that's an interesting take. But, so, so so home basically is a two-year-old song in a sense. Yeah, I, I
0: think uh, I think we wrote it in 2020, sometime like start of the year. Okay. And there was definitely like, uh, yeah, uh, there was it was the first time in a while that we felt like, okay, this is something special. I don't think I, le- I listened as much to one of our own songs as home <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> really
1: was, i love that it's just
0: it's it just because it was so fucking hard and was it was kind of inspired by refused that swedish band yes uh for for the verses and uh it was just something new um that yeah just felt different so you i was really into that song Still it has <laughs> a shock
1: factor it has a shock factor because when i first yeah. listened to it um that it it that build up uh the levels of the guitar kind of like ringing it in it's just you, it, you're you already kind of building the momentum right out of the gate and those mm. are the songs that like really catch the attention of the listener because i mean with spotify and streaming music in general you only have what not even 10 seconds to really grab the attention of somebody but yeah, anytime it's really fucking hard. yeah and then you have to structure the whole song and have to like sell it the entire time but yeah. you know when i first heard the song and when i put it on tiktok and stuff i was like it's so hard not to just like press back and listen to the same intro nine times (laughs) ten times you know what i mean because it's already so catchy so it's like i think that's what bands need to take into consideration when they release these singles is Mm. to really have that first drawn attention um yeah but it's so
0: fucking hard to do i think that riff or the the electronic riff thing that was actually an accident (laughs) <laughs> because I just found like a weird, like it was crazy sound that I found on Splice. It's like iTunes for producers.
1: Uh, it's like a sample, good. like, woo, 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 woo,
0: like that weird fucking uh, electronic sound.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, the day before, uh, one of my friends, uh, he he recommended like a plugin to me that was like it ch- chops up, uh, it chops uh, a audio signal, so it kind of likes uh, it, it makes um. It's hard to explain. It makes like uh, rhythms or chops it up and makes rhythms out of a sound. And you just put it on and like programmed it a little bit and was like, oh, shit, that sounds pretty cool. Oh, absolutely. And and I just wanted to give it space, that sound. So the guitars are like, pause. Yeah. And you let the electronics
1: like flow through. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it was just very different from everything else that he had released so
1: yeah now that i think about it um it kind of that 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 10 seconds of capturing like the attention's ear uh the uh, the the listener's ear it kind of reminds me of going back to perfect example of um morte Dabo by asking alexandria with reckless and relentless because that okay i don't know the song yeah um that 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 intro it's like like a choir monk Course, mm. more but it's like mm. that was just a sample, like, and they just put it on there. But like, right. you can re- you can put that back and loop it because it's so good, and it just draws you in, and then you just hear. Yeah, Danny Warson. You can say it's
0: cool. the same thing with uh, for for example, Parasite Eve uh, with "Bring Me." Oh uh, that's like I actually found that uh, sample is like a Hungarian choir from like uh, I think it was like on Jimmy Carson or something oh, like really? uh, live performance. So I actually found that uh, clip, and <laughs> it's just uh, sometimes you just stumble over a cool sound, and they're like maybe it like it, it just fits uh, that song. But it's usually uh, by accident that you find those really cool sounds or cool ideas. Oh shit, that wasn't on pur- on purpose, but oh, oh yeah, we should do that. So I think. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, a, a cool uh, a cool advice if I'm in a position to give advice at all. But you have like... a lot
1: of credibility, just saying.
0: So <laughs> you definitely can give advice. Uh, I think uh, uh, it's definitely uh, one advice that uh, I got from some really cool people is you have to take your accidents uh, seriously, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like Maybe if it wasn't on purpose, if it sounds cool, then you should just go with that idea. It's usually, like, the best ideas that come, comes like, not on purpose.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I can definitely relate to that. Um, I have a, my tattoo artist. He, I, he, he, He's fantastic. Long story short, um, he not only does he tattoo, but he has these cleavers that he, like, designs and stuff. And he accidentally did something with, like, this gold spray paint. And, like, it just looked so great that he was – and then, like, dude, he was selling, like, these, these like, big old fucking knives, like, right out of the gate with designs on them because of that accident. So, right it's yeah. just you, you,
0: you mentioned it's a two artist and accidents and that was like oh shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like this looks great like when he designed oh, my forearm tattoo he's like ah oh, dude like i don't know what colors to do i was like uh do purple and golden he's like okay and then like he yeah. did the wrong purple and i'm like bro this looks really good and he's like yeah it does <laughs> Yeah, but that's
0: so, yeah the same thing in uh, the creative process i think
1: mm. Oh, so, I just never know. What was Siamese doing? What were you guys doing before COVID hit? Like, were, were you guys on the road? Like, how was your yeah. situation? Yeah, who were you on the road with?
0: Um, it's actually been two years since I was on the road with uh, with Siamese. We we've uh, we we have a stand-in guitarist, Christian, that plays the guitar. Oh, nice. Uh, we were just we were just touring a lot. Um, the last time I was like on a proper uh tour with Siamese, that was in. 2017 or 18 i think uh we were uh supporting a swedish band called dead by april
1: (laughs) nice i love that name
0: uh totally emo name uh but that was like our first uh like proper tour in a nightliner bus and it was just an experience man
1: it looked like a good time for sure and
0: uh yeah but otherwise the the without me uh with christian instead on guitar um uh, there was i think two european tours and two japanese tours and uh they were supposed to uh play australia and um yeah a lot of touring so that that, that all got canceled of course but um yeah unfortunately we'll uh we'll return
1: oh absolutely because you're touring with slaves in october and that's not anything yeah. different um than what everybody else is doing in the industry, that everybody's preparing, uh, mm-hmm. for, for the assumption of majority of the public will be vaccinated, um, mm-hmm. and then not only that, like, if something does go wrong, I guess you can technically reschedule it, just like we, yeah. we did when the world first like shut down the first time the world shut to shut down, mm. so um in a sense yeah like Beartooth's doing it they're coming out to a lot of European tours are definitely being booked in fall uh Beartooth's doing one or two yeah. that 2022 so it's like January like right out of the gate and then mm. Dance Gavin Dance is doing a fall tour as well and that's in the states so I, yeah. I mean I don't know I'm not a touring musician anymore uh, I wish I was right um but I maybe there's something in the industry that we don't know yet maybe if you provide some kind of proof of vaccination that's gonna be more of a reason for people to go to shows so if that's yeah. the case like i don't care like i'm trying to get this vaccinated as fast as possible so yeah like yeah go. me too yeah.
0: um yeah I'm, I'm hoping that it's not like sitting concerts or whatever you call it uh oh, right in yeah october we actually but actually last october we played uh a show for like i think it was like 300 uh, 300 people mm-hmm. and a lot of them were our friends it was, it was in Copenhagen um, but yeah 300 people uh, 350 or something but that was actually really cool because <laughs> everyone were sitting down but they were still headbanging and I I think I saw one try like one person trying to crowd surf <laughs> on top of his friends. Well, like while they were sitting down, it's like <laughs> it, was, it was like so fucking cool. Um, but people, people were like hit banging, sitting down, so it looked like fucking Viking ships. People were rowing. It was like <laughs> so badass. And uh, I think it was just a really good atmosphere. Everyone was like eager to see just a concert, but. Everyone there was just like uh, either really good friends or really into Siamese. So there was, uh, I, w- I wouldn't mind playing more uh, shows like that, but um, yeah, we'll just, we, we'll, we'll have to see what, what
1: happens in October. Yeah, you and, want people uh, jumping in your face, I'm sure, screaming into the microphone. <laughs> like...
0: Yeah, but if, if people, uh, it's definitely fun when people know your music. That is, that's a very new thing for us when we go on, like, European tours or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, we're, like, still so, like, not weirded out, but we're really surprised that someone from another country actually knows the lyrics.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's got to be a very, very satisfying situation. Yeah,
0: it's just been 10 years uh, doing, like, shit shows and shit tours. Yeah,
1: the grind is real. uh,
0: Yeah, so it's, it's definitely really inspiring and motivating and just gratifying uh to actually meet people that it it actually means a lot to them so that's pretty shocking
1: (laughs) yeah if they can relate to the lyrics i think that's like the one thing that music just has so much power with is Although um bands write lyrics or they write music to the way they view it, obviously because they're the originators, yeah. um, a lot of people just take it and use it for their personal lives, like and just spin it and that's totally yeah. fucking rad, dude. If you want to take my happy song and you it mm. copes with your sadness, fuck yeah, dude. Like that's awesome. Yeah. So Totally. Yeah. It's
0: pretty fun because it used to be only our singer that wrote the lyrics and like like now we collaborate on all like all the new songs, we collaborate on every, everything. And, uh, yeah, it's hard to write lyrics that actually, that, that, that isn't corny. It's, it's really hard to get like a certain feeling down onto paper on, or on your phone or whatever. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's just like to, to describe, uh, a situation or a feeling that that's really fucking hard. So, but I think, uh, we're, I think we're writing the best lyrics we've ever done and, yeah.
1: Oh, 100%. It,
0: it's, it's fun. It's, it's just like a, a big puzzle. Um, but it's really hard, hard not to be gen- genetic. Yeah, because home is actually just about Copenhagen or the way we feel about Copenhagen. And we just asked Drew to write about New York, basically. Um, and we were kind of... We, we just sing about... Like it's, it's just presented it presented in such a an ag- aggressive way. But it's actually... And, like, a love song to Copenhagen, basically.
1: I love that. I love that. That's so <laughs> fucking cool, dude. That's so cool. I don't really hear uh, music that's like that. Yeah, but it's like... It, it's,
0: uh, it sounds like a love song to a girl or something, but it's actually to our home.
1: Yeah, to literally, it's like, started, like had your backs for these 10-plus yeah. years, dude. It's incredible.
0: Yeah, but we just love living here, and uh, we just, uh, yeah... Drew, he just uh, wrote his verse about New York, and uh, yeah,
1: that's so incredible. Um, <laughs> yeah, speaking with shows too, dude. Like, I, I talked to I had a guest from Australia on recently, Tristan from Waxflower, and they're they're having shows. They're doing the standby to shows where you have to do stand a little bit far apart from one another. So they're I guess trying to get back into some kind of normalcy. Mm. I think I don't I, I don't know how that works, but like you said, if if you're you're jamming the fuck out and it looks like everybody's is just Rowing a boat and wearing badass <laughs> yeah. like that's pretty badass, dude. Like, it's still. I something. think and and it and
0: I, I think uh, people can get used to anything. So if that's the way it has to be uh, in the fall, then I think people will people will get the most out of it and still, yeah. like, have a great uh, experience and a great atmosphere uh, at the gigs. So
1: yeah, it's uh, you, we're gonna we as human beings are going to appreciate these opportunities uh more so yeah. than we used to because you know this is totally. normal we've been stripped of it for over a year now uh yeah. i didn't think like i was going to be talking to like guests like at all on Skype in their home still i thought i'd be talking to them on their bus or on the road or something by this point but that's not the case like mm-hmm. the, the podcast just turned a year old on the third or on the 11th and i'm like we're still in this fucking shit show like you got to get out of here dude like yeah so that's wild um
0: it's a weird fucking situation it's just like but i think it's pretty cool to see how easily people adapt uh at least here in denmark uh, because it's it's such a different uh situation because denmark is like five to six million people that's the whole country (laughs) and and uh america is just like i think it's like almost bigger than europe so
1: yeah, it's we like having million. one
0: one country that's like that big. That's impossible. Like as you said, like the different uh,
1: like states, the states and stuff. Yeah, they the all state, have different yeah. regulations and stuff. The states but, yeah. are
0: basically just countries, but it's actually all just under USA. So it's you're just, right.
1: It's literally the same thing. Like Florida is completely open. Uh, yeah. Whereas like there are a lot of other stricter states that like you like restaurants mm. aren't really open to uh, max capacity yet so yeah. yeah you're absolutely right so
0: but i'm not mad at like governments or anything like if if i knew the answer to all those like, <laughs> i'm not a politician uh, pol- politician so Neither like I. maybe i should just uh maybe i should just shut my mouth and uh <laughs> be happy with what i got <laughs> like, so like, of, like who, who was prepared for like, this I'm nobody and i like, like i'm i'm yeah, yeah i'm just gonna find myself but i get to get, get the you know the best out of. The situation but uh it'll definitely be nice to play some shows and uh travel uh soon
1: yeah and siamese also just got a uh a uh, booking agency locked in you're on a label um has there ever been talks about us at all touring
0: yeah definitely uh Uh, let's go i think you can see like stats on your spotify or whatever yeah and i think uh the most listeners uh are from the u.s um Okay. So, we definitely have to come over there and, uh, like, all our favorite bands used to be like American. Like, I grew up watching like Warp Tour uh, DVDs and all that stuff. So, of course, we want to come to America. And it just has to uh, be at the right time, I yeah, think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I was just it's curious. Like yeah. Because it's just, it's just really expensive and uh, it's, yeah, people have jobs and stuff. Um, so, and we we, we kind of like i guess we we're like uh, fucking grown ups now <laughs> <People> <laughs> have, so some some of us uh, have children or like careers going mm-hmm. so you can't just up and go but we i think we're grown up enough to just okay if you can make that tour we have a stand in yeah. and uh, people are actually okay with that i think the only person that can't uh, the stand-in uh, is or singer. They're kind of suck, I think. Mm.
1: Okay. Um,
0: but yeah, it's basically uh, I think we're just wait- waiting for the right time to actually okay. Now we we actually have uh enough radio play or not enough, enough people actually know us. Uh, so we won't. So th- so we don't have to like travel, whatever eight to twelve hours f- to play for ten people.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i I talked to this uh, i talked about this with my uh friend dave from covet uh Mm -hmm. they're a Prague rock band uh of that is singing on some of their songs now because it used to be all instrumental but uh they they've i think fans what they have to understand is they have to be patient because you can't expect these big bands especially with like like the numbers and such like You can't break even on those tours because you have to live like you have to be able to put some money in your pocket when you go home uh, because you still Mm. have bills to pay. So if you're going to break even that entire tour, like, yeah, it's great, but that's exhausting. So, yeah, yeah,
0: it's it's weird because we uh, we played a lot of like European tours where it's like uh, or European tours and uh, tours in the UK where we played for like three people. Uh, A lot of the shows. And so we've been through 10 years of playing shit shows right. so i think we kind of paid our dues but the songs are getting better and uh more and more people know us and uh, yeah i think we'll we'll definitely come to the us when when it makes sense yeah and, absolutely uh, so but i think it'll i hope i hope it'll be soon
1: yeah <laughs> me too honestly um it's just again warped is not a thing anymore so I remember, yeah. when, um, I remember when, I remember when a lot of bands out of the U.S. came over from uh, different countries across the pond, like In Hearts Wake from Australia. They came mm. over for Warp Tour a couple times, um, and I know they're making decent money, but like it's not as much as they would like to. But it's also Warped Tour. Warp Tour really actually was a oh. very well-rounded, like cross-country tour. Like mm. the- Kevin Lyman yeah. knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah exactly what he's doing and it's a
0: long time to go on tour um i think it's three weeks or four weeks or something like it's pretty long time uh that we're going on tour in october and uh i'm pretty lucky that uh, i can just more or less uh work from my laptop but it's, it's it's a big decision like if uh you have kids or you have uh like a proper job
1: <laughs> yeah seriously. Like,
0: you can't just you can't just leave for two months um it's just i think when when i was a teenager and i i listened to all these bands and like idolize these uh emo bands or rock bands or like whatever music artists uh you don't realize that most of them they actually don't do it for a living it's right uh, it's pretty weird
1: it is weird. I mean, I think um, one of the big things that I tried to talk about through social media, like bringing up like the mm-hmm. old emo, emo bands and such, like like let's let's name some of the mainstream bands, like Story of the Year and Berlin, like those rock mm-hmm. bands. Like they don't really tour as much as they used to because the money's not there. they they have they're adults, they have families, they're doing other jobs, and they play. But they still exist, show. actually. Yeah, that's what I mean. They exist, but do they tour full time? No, but. They yeah. do play a couple shows and some festivals every once in a while, which is totally cool. but yeah. they're not broken up. Yeah. <laughs> they just can't tour like they used to, you know.
0: Yeah, and you kind of have to. Uh, I'm, I'm not too. I'm trying to learn a bit about the like the business side, but that's mostly our singer's uh, slash manager's uh, job. But is there's a lot about timing when you go on tour. You can't just tour just for the sake of it you can't do that but it will be it would make more sense if you have an upco- upcoming album or just released an album or there's so many uh mechanisms that I'm not aware of right and and uh yeah it's just and sometimes it's, people just don't want to do it
1: no, they don't. Like, my boss, Jeremy Weiss from CI Records, he uh, basically – because I told him I want to take this podcast on the road, get vaccinated and stuff, and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. He's like, he's like, that's great, dude, but, like, guess what? We're not in the 90s. You can't just tour and, like, yeah. make a living off of it, like, right off the bat, especially, like, because the podcast isn't well-known in a sense. Yeah. But it's like, you just can't do it. You just – yeah. now's not the time. There's different ways of marketing. Like, Spotify playlists, dude, I remember one year when, especially in the marketing situation, when mm. it went from – you have to have good numbers through like Facebook and Instagram and engagement. And then the next year you have to have great Spotify numbers or you're not getting on a tour package. And I was like, what? Like, yeah, that within a year. So it just changes all the time.
0: It's just there's no right or wrong way to do it, because I think we got uh, some kind of following in Denmark or in Scandinavia because of touring. And our songs weren't that good, but we were just really intense on a stage. And uh, maybe some people thought the songs were good, but I think uh, it was for us. It was definitely more about being really uh, crazy on on stage and be a good live band.
1: Yeah, um, that's what really. happened. so,
0: so we just toured our ass off, and uh, I think people found it entertaining. So they kept coming back and told their friends and all that stuff. So, but it's definitely if you wanna hit it like. Big, then you, you need the fucking songs, you
1: know. Yeah, you really do. Like, bring me the horizon. definitely helps.
0: Yeah, yeah, like... but you can play like some f- crazy deathcore thing, and then f- I guess fewer people will show up, but they're like loyal as fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously.
0: So there was it was like, oh hey, nice to see you guys again. Yeah, for <laughs> when like you the, come back for... to us or. For the place.
1: For the fifth time on that tour, they're like following you. They're like touring with you, but they're in, a, yeah, like they're yeah. in their own vehicle. You know that,
0: I mean? that's, that's cool too. But I think, <laughs> uh, it, it, yeah, you, you need some, some of the other stuff as well. Um,
1: that's why I appreciate yeah. me so much because although the band, like I, I haven't, I just found out about you guys, which is great. Mm. Um, I'm not going to be like, I've known them forever. But what I'm saying is like the evolution and the realization of wanting to evolve the sound and such is so that's going to bring more fruition to the band than it would if you just kept repeating the same process because bring me the horizon like they changed over the years dude that's like one of the biggest evolutions i've ever seen from a deathcore band in a sense to now they're alternative rock and they're writing catchy hooks like parasite eve and that whole album is just fantastic so
0: yeah i think it has to uh it has a lot to do with uh i think jordan fish that's his name right Mm -hmm it's just you don't write the same some well if you're ac dc you write the same songs because <laughs> that's like a less legacy thing but that they've just been writing the same song for <laughs> 50 for, years right <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, but i think uh it's the same thing with uh you have just everyone you, you you're in a different uh in a different phase or a different uh time in your life and you're It's the same thing with uh, being a listener. Uh, I don't listen to the same things as, like, two years ago. Yeah. Oops. It's just you kind of always get, like, inputs and new inspirations and stuff, uh, whether you're a musician or a listener, I guess. Um, And you kind of grow as a person. So it it would be weird if you made, like, the same album six times
1: right exactly because like what are you really getting uh, uh, out uh, of it like it's just the same and you just
0: yeah it's just you you uh it's the same thing with uh writing a song like every time you do it you learn something new yeah about
1: yourself too yeah i mean you can go back to your playlist and like hear the throwbacks but then on a regular basis you realize you're listening to like me personally like i'm listening to like just coffee shop jazz music like (laughs) you know what i mean whatever right yeah you just grow as a person and you just you know yeah just change your yeah. sound personally um
0: yeah but so i think this album definitely I, I have a couple of like keywords that are uh i kept coming back to uh when we we just had five days i think we went to a, a last last week we went to some summer house i guess you would call it mm-hmm. we, we borrowed a friend's house in like in the countryside uh that was like right up to the water and we could like watch uh sunrises and sunsets and all that uh really uh, relaxing stuff and i think we wrote four or five songs that we feel are like the best we've written so far in 10 years
1: that's awesome and when do you expect the album to drop like not a specific date but do you have like a time frame sometime Uh, this year sometime this year hell yeah yeah yeah, idea. not
0: a specific date. I I can't say that, but right, uh,
1: exactly. That's not that's not fair. But
0: we we just wanted to be good as at the same time, um, more like way heavier, uh, more dynamic, more theatrical, more. Yeah, it's definitely more of an album. The last album we put out, i I'm, I'm still really uh, happy about that album, but it was like ten. Sing- we tried to make 10 singles and I just realized like some of the albums I really liked when I still listened to albums, it was because it was kind of like a journey, like uh, into like a different universe. Um, so that's, I think that's what we're trying to do more is more an album and that's actually going to be room for, let's just say a two minute outro with just violins
1: and then you're whatever have... just make
0: it fucking theatrical and beautiful and dark and
1: yeah dude and then like all of a sudden Go you're gonna have there. a whole orchestra <laughs> you're gonna have a whole orchestra like architects and bring me and then you're gonna just redo yourself um, the we've,
0: we've, we've, you. actually oh yeah but uh, you mean the live uh video there or yeah yeah because we've been using like or- orchestrations and stuff for like at least five years yeah uh Actually, for since since the first album, we've we've all, always been like suckers for uh, uh, Hans Zimmer and like just movie scores, and um, so so that's that's not a new thing for us. Uh, using symphony orchestras and all that stuff, and we we've, we've had a f- fiddler or a violinist yeah, for it's ten years. Incredible! Uh, it's just um, yeah, it would be cool to do live like. Uh, as you mentioned uh architects uh just did it with uh i think animals
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh orchestral version yep and uh we're like oh that's really cool but i've i've, I've been wanting to do that since i saw uh, metallica and san francisco symphony and oh, wow. like, was it fucking uh 92 or 94 somewhere uh, around was, there was, yeah no, it was maybe the late 90s, but I was like, the. I, as a kid, I listened to that concert. That's the only, actually the only album I've ever listened or been a fan of by Metallica. That's like, fuck everything else, that concert, that's the most <laughs> epic thing ever. Like, I had, I think I had St. Saint, Saint Anger that I listened a little bit to, but that concert just did it for me. Hell yeah. Like, symphony, symphony uh, epic orchestra with fucking aggressive music.
1: <laughs> right, that's like the so test. I that was like, "Yeah, like nobody that's... knew that was actually going to come out of the gate," because they're just they've been so aggressive since like "Kill 'Em All," which yep. is like with like like a thrash yep. metal album in itself too, and that's how I got hooked on Metallica. But. And when you yeah. when you mix two two elements that you don't think are going to work together but then in actuality like it's probably one of the most people things. if
0: so. it's well done then heavy and or rock music and orchestral music will always work together if it's uh, well, <laughs> well written absolutely so thank you f- to everyone who likes our band and listens to our band including you george uh, <laughs> it's just uh it, it really means a lot a lot to us and uh Tomorrow, I'm having a meeting with uh, our camera guy. We, I'm actually directing our next music video <laughs> for our next single. And uh, that's going to come out in May. So that's uh, definitely something uh, that we're looking forward to.
1: Absolutely, dude. And we're very mid- looking mid- forward to this. Mid-May. That's the, that's
0: the plan. Mid-May. We're going to okay. come with the uh, next single. And then, hopefully, uh, our album uh, later this year.
1: Cool. Absolutely. No, I thank you for stopping by. Um, music's incredible. I, I I hope the best for the band, uh, especially when the world opens back up. Maybe we'll see you in the U.S. Thanks, man. I don't know. Definitely. But, um, great, Definitely. great fucking music, dude. Um, Thanks, man. Uh, we are going to see a lot come from Siamese in the future for sure.